welcome to the Namra Kasana show Amish Agarwala also known as better call Amish on Instagram <laughs> yeah before I get into the semantics of even why you chose that name I have to compliment you where compliments are due I think where Indian law itself uh, presents it presents itself as this archaic entity that is inaccessible to many young men like myself you are a wave of hope i hope i'm not getting too felicitative with my language here <laughs> but um, you're a wave of hope in the sense that you um, make videos around stuff that would practically happen to anyone who's a bit ambitious basically a citizen of india right and you the way you even title your videos um gives a lot of respite which i think is probably responsible for why you've got so successful on youtube so fast uh but if i were to ask you what do you think is the reason for that why why are you skyrocketing skyrocketing so fast i have i have honestly no clue dude really i i for the longest time i think i started around july of 2019 uh mm. and and it was just one of those random things where you're talking to a friend and i'm like you know you should really put out videos because it will help your career and she says what kind of an idiot are you why don't you put out videos and i said all right so let's do this thing where i put out a video you put out a video right. and i just start my camera phone immediately the fans running the lights shit and i talk about this one thing which is very close to my heart huh. which is laws that you should be knowing where you're going to an airport where you can surely face the consequences Mm. and um, so i just talk non stop for 7 minutes going um uh no and uh, but that was it like i posted that video the friend never you know got around to posting that video mm. whatever i mean you know the friend did not record a video either and kept putting up those same pictures on instagram that's that's all she did anyway so um you know i posted one video a couple of friends said that ha yaar achhi thing is nice you should do this right. and i already had a couple of friends who were a little more um, you know radical in the sense of you know how to go about stuff mm. right lawyers so they encouraged me much more and they said you should really really do this and mm. you know couple of friends from even before this were like you know you should definitely do this. so i said all right let's you know just for the mm. the fun of it i didn't really see any um, potential as such or i did not think that you know anything will happen right and for the longest time never nothing ever happened right mm. apart from the fact that you know a lot of law students and young lawyers would hit me up and say oh my god that video was amazing so it's very very good for my ego <laughs> right you, know, you get some validation where mm. you you're not uh, you know otherwise you're not getting it from anyone right mm. clients are mostly like ha isme kaun si badi baat if you get the work done kaun si badi baat thi to koi bhi kar deta right. and if you don't get the work done you know this motherfucker this is the one guy who fucked up an otherwise good case right but um so yeah i mean i don't know do like <laughs> to be honest with you just like uh 25 days ago i had 7000 subscribers on my on my youtube right I, it it took me a year it took me a year to get to 1000 subscribers it took me another 6 months to get to 2000 subscribers right and and then you know like i was gaining maybe say 1000 subscribers every 3 months like or 2 months after that right and all of a sudden i don't know i like i wake up and then you know 7 to 10000 in a day and then That's 10 insane. to 15000 in another day yeah. and then 15 to 30 the second day and the th- fourth day and it just skyrocketed somewhere to around uh, 80 or something in like 5 6 days has this and- newfound notoriety slash fame hmm. affected your practice in any way and perhaps even positive or do you now find yourself measuring your words more any of those things the the success is too short lived and and you know it's very it has it's very recent for me to be able to comment on this the hmm. number of queries has increased but frankly 
i am i am very you know i am very grateful to youtube for the fact that from day one hmm. even friends neighbors prior acquaintances when they would see you know on my whatsapp status uh hmm. you know the link to that video and they would open it right they would see this person who is articulate who is able to simplify certain legal concepts so they say that if he has the audacity to actually post something on the internet then at the very least he might knows little bit more than the other lawyer so they would right. message me or or call me up just because of the fact that i would mm. post a video on a particular topic and say they would say acha bhai tumne bail ke bare mein baat kari i have this relative or this friend who needs it you know right. so i'm very very grateful since day one even the 100 subscribers i got a client in the form right. of a you know like a relative or a or a this thing mm. now it's you know organic traffic so um actually when i, I figured out how i got you know a big all of us had in like 20 days because one video called moral policing hmm. slash what to do when the police says papa se baat karao so that video which was like a year year and a half old suddenly went up to 8 and 8 and a half lakh views and because hmm. of that i think you know a lot of traction happened and i got a bunch of videos uh you know that video i'm not too proud of very very hmm. bad video bad video quality bad example you know bad content but mm. other videos which i'm very very proud of very recent videos they you know one 1.5 to lakh views and it's fantastic now coming to your um, question has it affected not really dude it's been 20 days because of mm. the 8 lakh views i had given my number below that video and because of that it went nuts i had a call coming in have you seen how i met your mother the the bani stinson phone which keeps ringing because yeah, i i haven't had the pleasure of watching 90 sitcoms no okay <laughs> so <laughs> so there's this like you know but anyways like without that mm. reference um, this phone just kept buzzing right. i had to remove that number then you know people saw other videos kept calling i yeah. removed my number from everywhere and now you know it's life is a little saner since the past one right. week that i that i did that um, yeah. in terms of you know this thing it's it's nice you know a lot of random people reach out and say that um, you know this i was able to understand something there have been a lot of lawyers and law students in fact i think my biggest pleasure has been the fact that you know so many people find a little bit of hope mm. and see that you know if if this young i mean you know somewhat young fellow mm. can can do this so can we and you know they mm. kind of take inspiration from this uh, all of my associates every single one of them has started a youtube channel of their own okay they are all struggling with their 50 100 subscribers but they are phenomenal people and i'm sure that they will you know be able to find their voice in this sea as well So I'm right. I'm really grateful, man. I've got a bunch yeah. of things happening. There yeah. are so many tangents I want to explore from here, along with the stresses of being a lawyer, or maybe your bio, and like the fact that, um, you know, you are a professional who is now also a new media professional in the sense you're now on YouTube. All of those things. But I'd like to go a step back and talk about: Were you ever broadcasting yourself, maybe in school or in college, and uh, were you someone who believed in performance, you know, stage, theater arts, all of that, like? how did you decide to even apply to be a lawyer and then you know finding this sort of popularity on youtube was it maybe a natural progression from say something that you did in school my sir first and foremost i must give you credit to you know your ability and it's an incredible ability to be a you know a good interviewer right <laughs> i recently had to i recently had to inter- i mean you know i mm. met with one of my favorite authors i mean you know mm. long book authors Mm. and i and i thought it would be amazing because he's an amazing orator he is fantastic mm. 
and the interview was a disaster <laughs> because of the fact that i asked such stupid questions and he was kind enough to still kind of play along with this you know stupid stupid right. questions but the second question that you asked me is fantastic man i mean you know uh, it's such a thought provoking question and i really got to learn the skill of you know say perhaps podcasting or i don't know what like you know skill of interviewing people i'm glad that i'm glad yeah yeah um so i mean a lot of people do not believe me when i tell them that i have been an introvert my entire life hmm. and that to like a massive massive introvert so high school was a you know i mean i attempted to join the debating society once in 11th class hmm. and i think seven people auditioned for five seats and me and my friend we both were the ones who did not get selected and we both you know haath mein haath leke chalo bhaiya we accept our defeat and we walked back right law school as well first year second year i remember one fellow a friend who is now hmm. a you know one of the i mean he is a senior associate in one of the top law firms in the country hmm. he walks in into the debating this thing on the on the stage and the topic was euthanasia right and he says that euthanasia is something that he did not know the meaning of euthanasia so he cooks up something to the effect that euthanasia is honor killing or something like that <laughs> okay and rants on for 5 straight minutes about it <laughs> there are there are multiple people who you know who audition and yet this guy gets a gets a position in the debating society right. in the college so that tells you something about my college as well <laughs> and and about the fact that i was standing there with my mouth gaping knowing what euthanasia is in my mm-hmm. head you know thinking about how good i could be if i'm standing over there right. but my lack of self confidence my my self esteem issues maybe you could call it you know i did none of that and i think mm-hmm. something clicked during law school in my you know my second my third year where i started doing internships and when i saw other lawyers kind of arguing matters in court it gave me a little semblance of hope ki chalo bhaiya you should also do this hmm. and then i kind of i went for moot court competitions what are basically mock trials mock court arguments i went for a couple of those i had a little bit of success not i mean i was not great but i was not horribly bad either hmm. and from there i said bhai theek hai you know you can kind of you're not that bad hmm. and of course so now the caveat is the plan was always for advocacy because my father is also a lawyer and so was my grandfather as well hmm. having said that my father always discouraged me from joining the profession even today just like an hour back i you know i know this guy from several years ago i met him somewhere he came down to meet me and i introduced him to my father and my father hmm. says ye chhod do kyu kar rahe ho is profession this is too difficult this is not some place you want to get into in fact my father insisted that i get into um uh you know either medicine or engineering or anything for that matter except law hmm. he 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 tried his level best to kind of discourage me from joining anything else yet you know the the allure was always there especially because of the fact that uh, my father is also quite well known in legal circles and because of that he would have not just clients but also lawyers coming in all the time and that kind of just had that thing in my head ki bhaiya you know lawyers maybe are respected and, and they are mm. but it is definitely not the cake walk that i was thinking it to be mm. yet bhai sahab let me tell you when i you know i i was a, at least i was able to get over my fear of public speaking and of of you know holding my own in front mm. of anybody else in a discussion 
that I think was a good enough reward. Um, another interesting thing on that point is, you know, when you talk about a person being introverted and and maybe, you know, if you have legal training or, or how do you kind of get over that introvertedness? I realized that even though I can do decently well when it comes to arguing with another person in front of an adjudicator, yet if you ask me to stand in front of say 50 people or 100 people or 1000 people and address the audience till say about and if i have to be honest with myself till about just the beginning of 2020 i was horrible i was really really bad so i would do my advocacy going to courts every single day i was then around 3 years ago i was invited to uh, dehradun to speak in a law college about mm. narcotics laws and so i stood there legs shaking I realized that if I use a mic, it echoes my voice back to me, which is very, very distracting. So after using it for about 20 seconds, I said, this is impossible on top of the extreme amount of anxiety that I already have. Right. <laughs> so let me keep that mic aside. I, I'm a pretty loud guy that way. So yeah. I shouted at the top of my lungs and said, Bhai, everyone can hear me. I don't need the mic. And they say, yes. And I say, thank God. If, if they would have said, nice, I did a mic use karo, it would have been a complete disaster. So I did not use a mic. I heavily used the PPT thing behind me. I, you know, mm-hmm. So I keep like relying upon the clicker and then read out from there. It was, I mean, it was like But let me tell you this, 2020, now I don't know if people might be interested, but this is something which is very close to my heart. So mm-hmm. I'm sharing this with you and I'm, and I'm hoping someone will take something from this as well. 2020, the beginning, the, the first, I think the first week of January, a law student who had kind of worked with me for a little while said, sir, I have this little NGO. Please come and give a small lecture on contract law. And I said, Chalo, hai bhai. let's get, you know, let's again give it a shot. Let's never, you know, let, let not hold, let not your fear hold you back. Hmm. So I went in front of about a hundred people and again, the leg shaking, but this time it was a little different. I don't know, maybe because of age or whatever, but I think at that point of time to, to kind of convince myself, hey, bhai, this fear cannot hold you back any longer. I just stood in front of those people. And I, this is what I, I told myself. I Although, you know, everyone told me that I, I, I gave some very, very good pointers over there. But at that point of time, I told myself, I they have to tolerate me for half an hour. And I'm quite sure nobody's going to get up, say, boo or, or walk out or laugh mm. at my face. They are just going to maybe yawn. And that's, you know, but I it get my 30 minutes. Yes, mm. it's fine. I get my 30 minutes in front of a crowd. I am going to make the most of it. Mm. I went and spoke those 30 minutes. And then I got on the stage. Some guy, you know, uh, met me outside. No, he gave me a call the next day. He said, I saw you here. I work at All India Radio Hindi. And I would love it if you can come on and speak on the radio. So I go to the radio, you know, around four days later. Mm. And then I post pictures of that. And then my friend from this company called Law Seco, which teaches law students and lawyers how to be better lawyers. He, right. he calls me up and says, why are you doing all of this? And why don't you come here and do this? And so I go in front of another hundred people at his office and I give another lecture. And they say that everyone loved it so much that we want you another, another mm. like, you know, next uh, week as well. So I go next week. And then in the meantime, you know, some kids see me in on, on all of this, then they invite me to Campus Law Center in Delhi University. Mm. So I go do that. 
and then i stand in front of the mic and i am i'm i'm delivering my lecture which goes pretty nicely then you know one after the other i think i did around eight or nine or 10 events hmm. from january second week 2020 till <laughs> the lockdown and you know in fact i had like a plan to go to some so again at one of these events this person met and said rajasthan some law college please come he'll hmm. you know you should like come and speak as it bilkul karte hain but that was around 22nd or so aur maine ek hafta pehle bola bhai let's postpone it to after the lockdown thing. anyways long story short got like 8 9 of these you know performances right before the lockdown and that hmm. trend kind of continued in zoom meeting but of course there's a little bit of you know it's it's easier in a way to speak right. when you're in front of a computer but i'm quite confident i can get back and do that thing again something that mm-hmm. i really wanted to talk about mai iske liye ek alag video banata but i'm glad i came on the vinamra kasana show and i like like bang this out that's amazing because from what i'm gathering from this is you gathered a sense of momentum around being able to speak in public and i mean it's it's surprising that you are so forthcoming about your flaws and and your nervousness around public speaking which is not the trope that you see in say you know popular law movies or even you know lawyers in popular culture is this swaggery guy who comes and you know makes everything right that sort of thing um and i'm glad that you showcase this because this actually provides a lot of hope for everyone when you said ki you know mai chutiyan ye sab chutiyan which is it's it's a it's a, it's a really good public speaking advice and this is the exact same thing that my father told me once because he would often go and felicitate large audiences at uh, some kabaddi sammelan or like some sort of like you know in in rural haryana and all of that and i learned that he would be able to speak very confidently and i would do that in school but i would often find my leg shaking so yeah. this this simple advice of assuming for a second that that this audience is just like a bunch of fools really works and it might sound like harsh to the people watching right now but it actually works wonders because you're able to silo yourself in and focus um that's as far as your momentum and speeches are concerned because you were able to segue from there to zoom and then finally making content on youtube um but if we translate that to the quote right are you aware of like ethos pathos and logos stuff around that where your ethos is your credibility your pathos is the story you tell and your logos is your logic um now you've you've had this momentum with events how did that translate into quote were you more fluid in the way you argued your cases were you more forthcoming and like upright to the judges to be to be honest that's been there since day one i mean it's mm. just because of the fact and you know, it's been almost 8 years now that i've been practicing law um i was thrown into the deep end of the pool by my senior so you know it was also. like so usually what happens in 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 litigation advocacy when you start out is you join a senior and it's a lot of complications a lot of nuances involved it's very difficult to learn it in college you do not learn it at all you understand Being the academic lawyer is, is an apprenticeship based model right you're an apprentice absolutely yes mm-hmm. so uh, the academic part sure you know but when it comes to practice procedure how things are going and how you'll be eaten up if you don't know these things you mm-hmm. have to join a senior and stick out for a little while right usually that's that's what the case is and when a person goes and joins a senior you will see that they are just holding files they are doing some you know they are they are doing some dictation work the typing and mm. going and doing filing work which you know is a very very slow start for the first one or two years and then you kind of uh, your senior trusts you a little more you are sent to argue smaller matters smaller hearings seek an adjournment stuff like that mm. 
me i joined this i this senior who is also my tauji hmm. but who had this practice for everyone who joined his chamber irrespective of rishtedari which is that him being a prosecutor he would have 20 to 30 cases every single day and he can prosecutor is someone who um, works for the advocates behalf on behalf of the government right yes yes hmm. specifically when you talk about a prosecutor this is in a criminal matter hmm. or the person who represents the state if okay. it's a civil matter where the government is trying to you know acquire my property then it will be the hmm. standing counsel for the state so okay. they have different designations but prosecutor is ubiquitous with the person representing the state in a criminal matter so my uncle being a prosecutor himself you know but 25 30 cases in a day different different courts a lot of running around and he cannot do all his matters by himself so what he would do is he he had like you know every junior for every particular court i was looking at the high court and i you know day one like i have no idea and he hands me a file and says go argue the matter and i'm i'm i mean forget about shaking when you give your you know debating tryouts this was literally matlab i mean like i i thought my balls will fall off too like horrible and um, yeah and i mean you know main pehle din to maine kiya bhi nahi pehle din to i just you know i ran to one of his other juniors who was a little more senior than i i was right and i said sir main hath jod raha hu please and the senior juniors like ha karo kya dikkat hai it was horrible yeah and the second day i did jump in second day i i did started arguing and uh, it was trial by fire i used to stay up till 3 4 in the morning i would sleep for perhaps 2 3 hours and i would get up and start preparing the matter again because i would have four five matters to argue every single day mm. before the high court mm. and win or lose the only criteria is nobody should laugh at you you should not come across as stupid that was the only criteria of the prosecutor come senior come tau and right. so for three years straight it was i mean i went toe to toe with the top guns in the business and mm. um, you know i was i was quite good at it now more than my my youtube success flowing into my courts i think it's my my efficiency in the courts the confidence that i built over there that i was mm. able to take out and put it in my youtube and that's what i've been doing every single day as well a lot of mm. people say bhai i don't know what to talk about i say bhai main to jo court mein chal raha tha aaj hua main wo sham ko aake main video bana deta hu right like sometimes abhi hua hai main chalo bahar nikal ke i have my camera i have my mic this trusty little mic i love these things do Yeah, and the quality that comes out, right? In fact, which one is yours? I have a standard SM58. It's it's a reliable singer's microphone that has been in the market for roughly ten years. You can okay. put it on your head and jump on it; nothing will happen. <laughs> and by the way, around the point on content, I completely agree. I do not script any of my videos. I just straight up have an idea and I start speaking about it. Many people will yeah. say that's a bunch of jargon and like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I believe that spontaneity, um, along with proper preparation, that happens offline. that happens in private life when you're conversing with people or like practicing your craft whatever leads right. to sort of fluency that maybe you and I practice on youtube which is sort of different for people sure yeah that i was just trying to compliment the both of us for being awesome but um <laughs> having 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 said that there is a specific question i want to ask you and that is uh, why are there pictures of other male lawyers in every uh, law office it's a bit uh, weird for me i do not understand if if uh, because you said you know your family was in law if this is perhaps like a f- if more people who have lawyers in their families come into law and what is it like for people who are not from the family to see the pictures of say your tauji or papa ki you know i'm practicing in this man's chamber and this is the lineage for me i've been to a couple of law chambers and it's always been the case that i've seen pictures of men who practiced law before you know the current inhabitants of the office yeah Uh, I think it's it's a little to do with the legacy that you have, right? 
Mm. Um, people and uh, again, fantastic question, dude. But um, to be honest, it has a huge impact on the client. Hmm. When a person walks in through the door and sees this young guy, you know, I mean, kitna bhi yar, when a 60-year-old guy walks in, he just looks at a fucking sperm sitting in a white shirt in front of him, right? And, you know, for him, it's just like, bhai, kya ye, ye kya karega? Matlab, isne dekha hai kya hai? Isne karai kya hai? Of course, my credibility with winning some cases, with being effective, with other people telling me, ki, bhai, this guy is good, telling the, telling the 60-year-old, that helps. But there is always this thing. There is this line that comes from them. I never say it. I hmm. never say it. Uh, but they say ki bhai, dekho, agar kuch hoga, koi difficulty hogi, koi challenge hoga. Bhai, aapke ghar mein sare vakil hain. To thoda bhai, to aap unse bhi discuss kari sakte hmm. So that's one thing that they kind of tell themselves when they hire a young, <laughs> you know, naive looking lawyer. Right. Aisa hai nahi, I mean, you know, you ask any young lawyer if their parents help them out, the answer will always be my parents, you know, or my uncle, whoever it is, far too busy for me to take my case to him and then explain him the whole thing in 15 right. minutes and then to get an answer from him. He'll just say, fuck off. That's what happens everywhere. Like, you know, extremely high stakes, then the parents do help out. Right. Now, when you talk about the, you know, the, the, the photos, right. I think I personally, I love this thing. You know, I, I, I put a picture like the office setup that we have. I sit in the middle of my, my father and my grandfather. Hmm. And I feel very, very proud that, you know, I am, I don't know if I'm continuing this legacy or not because they did mm. very, very different things with their lives and I'm doing something very different. But I definitely feel a lot of pride in the fact that we've worn the same, the, the band, the, the black coat, the gown. Mm. And at certain points of our career, we have always fought for justice. We have fought for the right thing. Mm. And, you know, there is, it's, it sounds a little cheeky, but, you know, it's in the genes, yeah. No, I agree with you. In fact, um, this is beyond the confines of our conversation around law. If there is one thing that I'm uh, rather eccentrically happy about or like uh, hopeful about is is discovering my ancestry and figuring out the great deeds that my ancestors did. I'm sure like they also did horrible things as everyone's ancestors do. But like when you are trying to paint a legacy about who you are in the world, it is helpful to look to the past and say, I, I represent this clan or this, you know, scion of, of these people. And, and, you know, I think part of the answer for modern nihilism is just like, um, you know, look to your ancestors and see if, if they could do these great things. Why can you not, you know, argue this bloody case or, you know, make this bloody piece sure. of content? I mean, you know, they established cities. Um, they, um, you know, made families. They, they, they take, took you from broke to rich and then you were not able to do this. That sort of thing, uh, yeah. I think is I think is really helpful. Um, so I never knew that, you know, uh, lawyers in India are, that like legacy is a huge part of, of law practices in India. You can't believe it. I mean, so if you're going into legacy practice, mm. um, let me tell you this. I went with 250 guys in the same batch. We went to the same high school and we went for 13 years straight. Almost all of us. There were a few people who left and a few people who came, but right. more or less it was like a family and like, you know, like a little thing going up. And I think out of those 250 people, about five or six people did law, right? 
and couple of them did the 3 plus 3 where you do your 3 years of graduation and then but the ones mm-hmm. who did 5 years of law all of us all of us had a you know like a legacy and a very very far fetched out legacy in fact mine was the weakest of them all i think mm-hmm. so this one fellow his um, the one this one fellow whom i went to school with his father is presently a judge in the international court of justice damn <laughs> like in geneva right yeah this other fellow his father is a sitting delhi high court judge hmm. this other fellow his his i believe his father is a senior advocate his i think his aunt is a delhi high court judge <laughs> so quite a lot of legacy for a, for most yeah. of the i think one one odd guy said i wanted to do it as a passion and then you know <laughs> but everyone else yeah. crazy crazy amount of like yeah. legacy and even otherwise I'll, i'll tell you what i have an associate whose surname is pathak now mm. now he invites me to his uh, grandparents house up in the hills it was a very nice weekend that i spent over there and then i'm talking to his grandfather okay yeah. extremely aged guy but with a very very sharp memory and he's and he says ki acha theek hai aap vakeel ho so then you know he talks about a lot of random stuff and then he says acha i had this cousin who was who started his law in delhi and then he retired from high court i thought he you know retired from practice of law at high court right he says anil patak i said i don't really know and he says yes his wife is also a judge at the high court and i said yeah. oh you mean justice ak patak and yeah. he says i guess maybe that he's like you know he he names the the wife right because his wife is also a high court judge and so it turns out that my associate my recent associate has been a few months his you know cousin uncle or whatever is a judge before whom i argued hundreds of matters when i was a young lawyer now that judge has retired since has been a couple of yeah. years since he retired but crazy legacy like you know matlab tum jao aur bolo bhai gupta to gupta agar koi judge hai to is a very good chance that you know gupta judge gupta vakil koi na kahin se ye inka relation hoga right, right. it's same with agarwal same with bhandari same with you know all of these people that that are around there it's it is hmm. crazy because fact of the matter is advocacy is very very tough very very hmm. tough so if someone who says ki bhai i have never had a lawyer in my family and i want to do this it's not that you can't do this there are a lot of people that i know who are first generation lawyers and they are doing fantastic with their lives hmm. who are be- far better advocates than i am hmm. but you know a they had a lot more talent than i did originally and b they are much more hard working as well so if someone says bhai i am a first generation lawyer main to yahi jawab deta hu bhai there is of course there is a little bit of a drawback but nothing that an extra couple of hours hmm. every single day and a little you know good luck on your part cannot take care of sounds good it's like you play with the hand you dealt tell me amish yeah. um why do indian law firms don't have smashing names or like uh, people like firms around the world don't have smashing names like justice providers or uh, crusaders you know why do they have last names uh, is this like a part of the same legacy thread we're talking about not really. i'll tell you why mm. it's a very very simple answer to this yeah you tell me if you're accused of murdering someone or committing bank robbery right yeah would you want to go and put your fate <laughs> in the hands of justice providers incorporated like ink right that's not going to happen <laughs> you want the most boring ass name with the most boring yeah. you don't like you know when i put a picture of myself as mm. a lawyer if i go do something like this like do you think anyone would <laughs> nobody would want to hire me right yeah. i have to make things as serious as possible 
and even when I talk about my content, right, a lot of times I do spice it up a little yeah. just to keep the viewer engaged. But the, the but I also throw a lot of the seriousness in, which is actually mm. kind of required, right? It's yeah. kind of required to establish my credibility as as a figure of authority. There are lawyers. There right? there are there's this guy I don't remember his name. You know, he went on TikTok and he's like, "Agar aapke saath aise aise, like." I think I think I watched this guy. Yeah. Nobody will want to. I mean, you know, and props to him. He's like growing like like amazing, right? Hmm. But when I when I've heard like extended discussions of his with some say someone else on a podcast or him trying to explain something in detail, I see all those flaws, those cracks in the wall. Where hmm. I know that you know, if if a client comes to him, he'll not be able to effectively hmm. secure. him as a client so you're saying conservatism and um, a sense of prudence is the norm when it comes to law both practicing and Absolutely. showcasing yourself Absolutely. i know some amazing lawyers who are a lot of fun and you know if you put them to the task they could be you know funny entertaining while being educative right educating mm. but they deliberately choose to put that demeanor of being calm composed mm. having that dignity because plays a big role in fact judges of course have to maintain utmost amount of professionalism inside and outside of the courtroom you will see and this is something that people don't really talk about except maybe lawyers right mm. judges are you know um they have to like it's a, it's it's kind of an unsaid policy mm. you know in 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 the judicial system that you cannot be flashy you cannot have expensive cars you cannot live in big bungalows because the moment you do that even if you have ancestral money right people will point fingers and say ye to khata hai you cannot go and give speeches in fact it is mandated that you cannot give speeches uh, when when you're in district courts you cannot give speeches you cannot go on podiums you cannot give speeches that's mm. like a mandate and um, if you take vacations international you have to take approval from your concerned high court wow So these are all things which are there just to restrain the judge from you know showing any sort of extravagance, which might then question his credibility or mm. his you know uh, his his ability to be unbiased. Mm. Now, maybe say a fraction of that, a fourth of that is also imposed upon lawyers. You cannot get drunk and you know do some some antics, right? For example, I know this one very very deserving lawyer. who was being considered for the post of a judge in a particular high court hmm. the and his name was recommended by the supreme court collegium his name goes back by the intelligence bureau saying that we have a video of him and we saw the video because it was circulated that video which could have been him not definitely not him he the right. lawyer claims that this was not me it's a very blurry kind of a video they say perhaps could be him of what it's not that the guy is nude like you know streaking or something the guy is fully clothed along with a couple of his friends in an appropriate place not in some you know fields or something a khet vet mein nahi kar raha hai you know in a bar or something he has a glass of alcohol on his head and yes. he's dancing to some tune yeah and yeah. just for that these people say that he is not fit to be a high court judge because he has this video <laughs> mm. can you imagine the kind of insane rules and and strict this thing they have for judges and lawyers as well now lawyers it's a very self imposed thing now you will see lawyers who go unabashed and do all sorts of nonsense mm. but then they pay the price as well dignity mm. of the bar is 
also something okay another example is hmm. very very uh, one of i would say the top 10 lawyers in the country he was accused so what happened was a video surfaced a couple of years ago allegedly i did not i genuinely did not see the video because i did not want to kind of you know i have much better point to look at sure. so this video was apparently uh, shot by allegedly all of these are allegations shot by his driver who sneaked in and who made a video of the guy making a proposition to a lady lawyer saying that if you have sexual intercourse with me i will make you a high court judge right. and then they proceed to go and have that sexual intercourse mm-hmm. and then that video goes viral in the legal community this top one of the top 10 lawyers in the in the country one of the most effective lawyers that i know who i have seen streak from court to court arguing five to 10 matters a day and having you know a, an amazing practice very very effective i mean you know you i mean i speak the name like 90% of the population will know that he's one of those people there right of course things also drop down from memory but if if say a lawyer watches it he will know who i'm talking mm-hmm. about Sure. Now this fellow, I again, I all say this. This is all, you know, conjecture. I have no proof. I have no this thing, and frankly, I don't care. But they say that around the time this thing happened, one of the most effective lawyers in this country stopped getting any work for several weeks. Why? Because he has a video of. I mean, basically, there was a sex tape. Right. I don't understand how a sex tape could affect your ability to practice law in a court or to convince mm. a judge of anything. yet the whole sacrosanct image that every you know judge of course of, at a at a paramount level but a lawyer at a little slightly less pedestal but the lawyer has to maintain that as well i frankly to be honest with you i take a little bit of a risk i feel by going a little overboard with you know stuff that i talk about hmm. recently i was considering making a video on how to bribe court staff now i'm thinking Of course, it's not a punishable offense. It's not that sure. I am saying you should not do it, or I am saying you should not do it. Right, 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 right. But I can definitely be pulled up by my bar counsel, right? My bar mm. counsel can say that this is professional misconduct. You know, mm. so anything and everything that I do, I feel, you know, there's there's a certain sense of uh, accountability that is there for lawyers, mm. and and the bar counsels are there to enforce that. And I feel that I'm, you know, sometimes I'm like tiptoeing the line, but we'll yeah. see. Nay, but to to answer to in response to that, I think maybe you will deflect this compliment, but I would like to give it, give it to you nonetheless. I think you've stepped a little bit outside the confines of this sacrosanct image that you talk about, which has been rewarding for the rest of us to see a lawyer with some personality and some human flaws, as opposed to a walking machine of "I am the harbinger of justice." All of that, right? And while that is needed in the courtroom, uh, to have a little bit more human in you, a little bit more flaws, is I think. maybe gen x doesn't agree with it but i'm sure like as we proceed forward the lines between what is acceptable and what is not will start to blur right and it to deny that that bribing does not occur is foolish to 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 live in some kind of utopia about the indian justice system or about you know how routinely so many things happen under the name of uh, we are maintaining law and order today um is just ridiculous so the fact that even you know i i was going to you know take a tangent toward uh maybe the conduct of judges but i feel we can also explore this but let me just take the uh, tangent towards judges first so imagine you're a judge you live in lutians delhi um there is this heavy sort of quote and quote burden you have on your head around i have will now have to deal justice day in and day out yeah right what would be your guilty pleasure 
and till what extent will you carry this image and considering that everyone expects you to be competent at your job how do you ensure that you guard yourself against senility political opinions all of those things you know because i think that the judges in india are relatively older dude amazing question man i i don't know like you know you have to put out a course or something and like i'll i'll buy that course i'm just generally curious about you because there's never been an article lawyer in the indian space so i can ask questions to as simple as that all right then let me let me tell you exactly what these judges do this mm. is again inside dirt i don't name names but yeah. i'll definitely give some juicy little details okay um a neighbor of mine told me that one of my favorite delhi high court judges is a very good friend of his who actually yeah. drives his bike so he just you know throws on a leather jacket so he's on his bike and is a big bike fanatic mm. and he comes down to my neighbor's house huh. ever so often and sits and chills with him so i thought that was pretty cool right for a for a delhi high court judge right. to get on a bike and then drive it around um i i know judges you know of course they've got their nice big bungalows in the middle of the city so they have their indulgences there are allegations from time to time that the the high court judge or the supreme court judge perhaps molested a girl or mm. you know harassed a girl and there is stuff like that which at least tells me that there is something going on over there right mm. so in, if you talk about indulgences perhaps you know very improper ways but yes part of the indulgences nonetheless mm. um there have been a couple of occasions where you know judges they they go on you know foreign trips of course you know going around the country is something that is part of your job description sure. however uh, my father through this um, conference on sea a uh, couple of years ago i think around 10 years ago i was still a law student back then and uh, two supreme court judges flew down from delhi to singapore boarded that ship and uh, were there with us for 3 days while we cruised around on the ship hmm. so that was quite a nice holiday for these people <clears throat> i i i've heard of you know judges living pretty normally decadent lives right if i can if i can say that say the right. sort of normally decadent life that maybe you or i could live when we go out to summer house cafe on the weekend and enjoy our drinks and whatever shenanigans the night presents that kind of decadent life or are we talking about like having a scotch in in your bungalow that kind of decadent perhaps you bring the party to your bungalow right right, of, uh, right 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 i see so you know peasants like you and me go to summer house mm. and then, um the after parties at that their place right that's something yeah. uh, but but to be honest to be to be fair to the to the yeah, judges I, i just want to stop you for a second i love how half of the things we're saying we're so circumambulating some very um taboo things and i'm glad that we're handling it like real 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 professionals but yeah please go sure, on man. yeah 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 both thorough professionals and both good at what we do right so yeah i um uh, so yeah but to be fair to these guys they are very very hard working right hmm. i feel that high court judges and supreme court judges work twice as hard as district court judges do hmm. right and i say this from experience and i say this for a bunch of reasons so yes i'm sure they do have their own interesting lives you know in their in their own skeletons back in their closets sure yet majority of the time it's work you know a lot of it is work especially because i feel that you know the top judges the top lawyers in the country 
there is so much going on and there is so much to do and there's so much to accomplish right? hmm. as judges and as lawyers right right personal gain you know the gain of the country that they that you know hedonistic pursuits are like one of the last things on their mind in fact i resonate right. with it quite a bit nowadays as well right mm. life is very little partying and a lot of work mm. and i'm really really grateful for it because a i feel bhai ye mauka hai pata nahi kitne din chalega you know you never know sure. the youtube mm. notoriety or or fame might fade away the the clients might stop trickling in it's my mm. own profession i mean you know i have to pay bills i have to i have several associates that i have to pay there is a bunch of things that i have to do right and and mm-hmm. you never know right things might not be so good so make make the most of it right learn as mm-hmm. much as you can do as much as you can just like earn as much as you can just all of that is mm-hmm. there even with these judges right i think a lot of them just say ki bhai chalo kaam to karna hi hai we have work to do we have people to influence we have things to do right we have all these things to do and i mean you know high court judges retire at the age of 62 supreme court right. judges at the age of 65 and that's still pretty young for our generation for our in this time that we live in right people live up to 90 95 100 and then i think i think somewhere that they must be telling themselves ki bhai retirement ke baad extra khub aur paisa aayega because of the fact that we are former judges aur us time pe ash bhi bahut kar sakte hain so i think that's that's one aspect which is there and another is yaar you know lawyers judges very very hard working and and this is what we know matlab i i sometimes have a hard time talking to people sometimes right if they are boring also i have a hard time talking to people if they are not lawyers because i mean i just like live breathe you know law right, right. in fact um i um you know i i see i've seen a couple of your episodes and i've seen like i've seen a, and you know the kind of varying things that you're able to talk about i i really don't know if i can talk about it right that's why hmm. i don't invite people over to talk about any any stuff at all hmm. because it's just me my law and if the mm. other person talks about law fine fantastic you can get on a you know podcast or a, or a video about it but uske alawa to yaar kuch pata hi nahi that makes so, sense because this is what comedians say when they say they hang out with other comedians and understand them and <laughs> lately lately this has been the case with um, say you know even content creators that now i hang out with uh, there is this sense of understanding how what it means like to broadcast you know yourself for a living um amish yeah. i want to switch over to something else for now and um So there are so many uh, you know tangents we can explore and the one that I would like to explore right now with you is now my um my dad has been in the real estate business for for many many years right and um, the unorganized sector in india presents interesting challenges it what it presents most of all if you're not a dlf group or any of these big groups right you get hindi speaking lawyers as opposed to english speaking lawyers right right and because you have to deal with uh tehsils right and and um district courts and even you know people uh, people from specific rural regions in and around haryana right yeah that requires at least in my opinion tough skin a sense of the local lingo all of those things i found that based on watching these things as a young guy vicariously that there were always two kinds of lawyers as you know as as a civilian who does not practice law there were the clean guys who you know made a big bill and asked you know the client to do things and then there were the fixers right and our better call Saul is is a fixer right would you say that you yourself are of the former category or of the latter i don't think a fixer would ever tell you that 
he's a fixer right he would never I had to ask I had to ask that he's a fixer however i was i was just an hour ago i was talking with this associate of mine hmm. i think i have to play both roles yeah, i yeah. started out as the you know as the the grand arguing counsel with the good oratory skills and who puts in the work and who wants to you know stick it out and who wants to you know play it clean and hmm. get the win for the client and then when i lost a bunch of times i realized that there is a difference between wishful thinking and the reality of life right and because of that i you know bent my i mean i don't give a fuck to like i'll say this like i bent mm. my morals i bent my conscience mm. i basically did whatever i had to to get the results for the client mm. you know i i have a i mean i had a mama my my mama also i mean i had a conversation with him about this about a couple of years ago he passed away recently um but he told me that he became a lawyer he enrolled at the bar and then he tried to practice law for a year or so but the kind of uh lies the deceit the the thick skin as you mentioned you need mm. you know when he faced all of that he was not able to cope up and he said let me go back to my you know my my very cushy job of being a zamindar <laughs> and and collecting the rent Hmm. and um you know so i i try to play it fair a lot but it does not happen right you have to you know you have to have a healthy mix of both especially if you're start because you know my client will never tell me ki acha bhai har gaina to koi dikkat nahi hai but let's play by the rules i have not seen a single client who would come and say this right they will say ki ha agar nahi jeete after we gave our best to kya hi kar sakte hain right but they've never said ki no no you have to you know right. do it by the book yeah. in fact in fact i've had american clients who you know who try to for a couple of yeah moments try to kind of you know harp that write a stone and then i tell them all right so if you don't want to do it you know tere mere you want to do it the straight way hmm. you will in all probability see legal billings four times than if you did it a little tera mera Right. and that too with absolutely no chance no 100% certainty that it will happen and on top of that it will take perhaps four to five times more time mm. than than if you go teda mera and then all of a sudden there's something that clicks in them and all all those senses of morality kind of wash away and they just want to get out of this bloody nation right i don't know if this was an english accent <laughs> or an american Eddie, accent I, th- i think it's spot on all that american exception exceptionalism about um, you know being morally upright all of that takes a, because in in india the even, even the concept of morally upright is is so subjective because we live in such a such subjective country where there are more stories than there are facts right and you can attest to it um but still i mean do you not maybe the, there's a secret club where lawyers just went about oh my god the the horrible things i had to see today or or the shitty human behavior that i was exposed to today right i often think about uh is more work the solution to maybe seeing some of i guess the basic human evil or malice that you you know yourself witness how do you yourself protect yourself against that i don't you don't i i let it consume me that's what mm-hmm. i do and i say that this is all for the good of the client mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you know i i cannot for me the client is sacrosanct yet 
there are some things i won't do again for the because the ultimate goal is for the client so mm-hmm. a lot of times the client will say do this unethical thing and i'll tell him don't do this because it will harm you not in terms of your conscience or your morality or your soul but mm-hmm. it will have strong repercussions mm-hmm. but if you talk about doing something for the benefit of the client and which might be a little unethical main to kehta hu ji main to kar dunga it doesn't matter i don't there are some things i don't do because i find them to be beneath me sure now to give an example yaar something yeah so i you know little while ago i was representing this rape accused and the uh, you know and the accused comes and says you have to talk to the lawyer of the girl to effect a you know like a settlement main main nahi bhai tum karo this hmm. this is not something which requires my skill so hmm. no i won't do it but if you talk about going and talking to the cops if you talk about going and talking to the you know to to the or you know doing some nasty stuff which edges on perhaps professional misconduct fuck it i'll do it do hmm. it doesn't matter i mean um especially because in criminal law which is a major chunk of my practice you don't do it forget about it like there are maybe like the number of good lawyers who play by the rules in criminal law i can count on my fingers yeah in this country who will actually be effective otherwise you have to by hook or crook you have to you know pound out as much as you can mm. and um, you know it is the is the brutal truth you know mm. of course see it's a nuance point it's not that bhai kuch bhi main kar dunga and all of, of that of course of course of course but you know as a as a very general rule i don't let my you know morals dictate mm. my actions as long as for me my morality is the the good of the client that is what i care about yeah, because at the end of the day okay there are a lot of things you know we are taught in law school that my main job is to read the law that is passed by the parliament and mm. then to interpret it where there are gray areas and then another aspect is to apply the law to the certain set of facts mm. and interpret it to my benefit but when you see laws which are unjust when you see interpretations which are unjust when you see the law being misused as as it stands or as its interpretation stands then why do you hold yourself back hmm a lot of lawyers say bhai it's not my job but main kehta hu bhai if it's if something is bad chuck it like you know fix it fix it in your own way then fix it by you know perhaps changing challenging the constitutionality but even there are there are impediments there as well hmm. so anyways matlab you know long story short morality is one is is one you know friend that i kind of buried in my backyard and um, of course i'd love to talk about it right i put in sure. the the caveat that don't do anything illegal kids don't smoke them drugs right. don't like you know i'll i'll say that and i and i and i mean it but yeah it is what it is sure if if you were to talk about say the idle client and like someone who's a horrible client right what would be some characteristics of that for example oh. let's say let's say i come to you i'm like amish i have this specific trouble 
what would I say? Let's say some, I mean, actually, fuck it. I'm a bad example for this. Um, but, you know, what, what is an idle client and, and how do they make your job easy? And then what is a nightmare client? Could you maybe like, you know, pinpoint what those characteristics are? Oh, damn, man. It's a, it's a, it's a good question. It's a very difficult one to answer because there are all mm. sorts of characters out there, good ones and bad. Mm. Um, I think for me, I love people because I love to explain and to keep my client up to date. Right. Hmm. I don't want it to be someone who looks at me blankly while I explain them something. And then they say, Vagil sahab, jaisa aap I love it when they, you know, they ask me questions, which they're not able to understand. And they, they want me to explain it in a more simpler way to them, which also makes for great content as well. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I explained that and then I put a video like this client called and asked this and I said blah, 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 blah. great great right. stuff um, yeah there's no there's no ideal client as such but yes there are certain characteristics you should have money if they mm-hmm. don't have money it breaks my heart to you know charge them certain amount of fees I you know it, it's just this thing um, but but the superficial aspects aside I would say that people who are yeah, and again, thoda sa superficial hai ki bhai, jisko angrezi achhi aati hai, wo mujhe zyada pasand hai kyunki usko main samjhata hu. I mean, it, this is the podcast with Amish Agarwal, not someone else. So please. Yeah. So for yeah. me, it's like yeah. So for me, it's like you know, a guy or a girl doesn't matter. Like gender doesn't matter. But you know, someone who speaks English decently, who is hmm. able to understand, who has a little bit of a, you know decent paying capacity, hmm. and then who respects my respects my time. I think. You know, after like, so I, I have, so for example, I have this one client, uh, you know, he bothers me a lot. Okay. But I never really mind it because he is extremely uh, respectful and mindful of the fact that I'm a busy guy and that I have a lot of shit to do. Right. But there are those who will just randomly call me up and then say, oh, Ramesh ji, kaise ho? Sabadia. That, that, that fucking 30 seconds first is yeah. like, oh, sabadia. And then after that, I'm just, I'm just dipping in to say hello kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then they'll get to the point. They'll say, Achha, ab kya hone wala hai? Yeah. Like nightmare client is the one who will call me every second day and then say, sir, ab kya hoga? clients and I don't have law clients, but I'm just basing it on. I think the newer, I'm 24 right now. I don't know how old you are. I am 30. You're 30 right now, right? Six years older. So roughly we both belong to this generation between Gen Z and Gen Y, right? So a little bit more narcissistic, more self-centered, more direct in the way they speak, right? Less yeah. wavy tarike se baat karna using, you know, more formal ways of communicating something unpleasant, right? So do you find that maybe younger clients are a bit more direct in the way they communicate? Because I, for, for one, know that even when I'm speaking with someone who is say like an entertainer, but is a bit elder, it's a bit hard to have them speak the truth that is unpleasant. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I will get to the point and say, let's do this. 
but they will invest a lot of time in in um, formulas and 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 pros and all that jazz i racked my brain while you were asking the question and i see no correlation between age no absolutely not as surprising as it is for me as well hmm. if i think about it i have had all sorts of people as clients i've had clients as young as perhaps about 2021 hmm. i've had clients as old as this one fellow was i think 79 years old Damn. so um i have not seen any common denominator among the ages hmm. in terms of good client bad client hmm. as long as the guy speaks english respectful even the 79 year old guy spoke decent english respectful of my time and i was happy talking to him sure there have been there have been kids who are you know as you've said narcissistic right so it kind of goes both ways mm. i've seen all sorts of people age has never been one of those factors i think um i really couldn't pinpoint you know maybe the profession yeah. maybe the gender nothing it's we'll, just we'll let this hypothesis die i'd like to move on to the next thing which is okay so um you mentioned your model policing video going viral right and i can give my own since i have no shame in admitting it uh, there have been times when uh, it wasn't really the police but as a teenager i was making out with my girlfriend at a time and when i opened my eyes from this love lock embrace etc yeah. um an entire village had surrounded me and i was yeah. in my car and yeah they had sticks stones everything and so i had a decision to make in the split second do i st- go out and talk to them perhaps use the fact that i belong to the locality and that i am quote quote a gujar but i in that moment felt like it is not the best thing because an angry mob is not someone you have a rational concept they'll use it against you right yes right, right. and i could imagine my worst fears about the girl being mishandled right and and my our parents being called and just the sort of evil mob behavior that happens when you find a scapegoat for your frustrations to harmless people you know having a little bit of like explorations actual exploration right and so in that moment i just sped with my car uh, an elderly gentleman uh, a ruffian rather i would say bashed an entire rock into my windshield thankfully the windshield was toughened so there was only a dent and a couple of people from the village chased us um on their bikes for a while and i was scared and all that jazz i uh, i was a kid so obviously my idea of justice i hadn't watched jordan peterson or like any of those things at that point and truth was something still murky that you would do so i told a lie but it got me thinking about this sense of what is acceptable in the eyes of the law around um maybe making out in public maybe holding hands and what is maybe like a solution to this kind of moral policing i mean that's just the sort of thought i have it's less of a question more of a comment um but first and foremost what you did was exactly the right thing to do <laughs> if you had to do it all over again yeah and you had the option of you know having amish agarwal on speed dial and calling him up and say bhai kya karu bhag ja bhag bhancho bhag matlab what else can you do because right. you know you have a couple of options over there you know yeah. step out they could perhaps beat you to death and then rape your girlfriend hmm. right uh or you know best case scenario they'll beat the fuck out they'll still beat you to death and maybe not touch your girlfriend right that's the best right. case scenario um 
यू कॉल द कॉप्स द कॉप्स विल बी लाइक ठीक है पहले ये तुम्हें मारेंगे उसके बाद हम तुम्हें बंद करेंगे वाई बिकॉज ऑफ मॉरल पुलिसिंग ऑल दो यू आर नॉट डूंग एनी थिंग इन लीगल राइट प्रॉब्लम इज द वर्डिंग लॉन्गेस्ट टाइम एंड इट्स ऑलवेज अ वेरी इवॉल्विंग थिंग आई थिंक इट सेक्शन 270 i don't remember now the exact section which says obscene acts and songs dot anyone does anything which is you know which is obscene they they can be punished for up to i think 3 months okay 3 months 6 months something like that and now obscene can be anything can be honey sing you know mm. badsha nonsense or it could be kissing or or having sex the right. way i understand it the supreme court has on many occasions said that husband wife kissing each other in public is definitely not a punishable offense and the reason why is because the jurisprudence has always gone in that direction only because mm. at the most there were a husband and a wife who were caught by a cop and the husband said pehna meri biwi hai to kya chahta hai and then the 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 guy says no i will prosecute you and the husband says theek hai main bhai ghar mein bata sakta hu ki main apni biwi ki chummi le raha tha and tum kya rokoge so cases go on and then ultimately the supreme court and high court decide no no it's completely legal but by right. that same interpretation there cannot be any inhibition or so not inhibition but like there can be no prohibition hmm. on a a man and a woman who are consulting adults and even if you i mean i don't know like for juvenile justice and all of that but yeah i mean man and a woman if they are kissing each other that definitely so again it's about the the sentiment of the society that the courts interpreted that particular moment if you would have asked mm. the supreme court 50 years ago they would have said no punishable offense mm. today as the court stands the the i mean i'm 100% confident it is legal if you had to test out the waters but the difficulty is nobody wants to right mm. if i today am making out with my girlfriend mm. it's i mean i'm not going to take a chance i'm going to play the lawyer card i'm going to play you know if i have to pay the money i'll do that I'll do mm. whatever the hell because I don't want to be the 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 what do you call it the test subject the dummy the the, the scapegoat for this right scapegoat yeah not the scapegoat who kya tha the test subject hmm. I don't want to be the Frankenstein's monster you know I don't want right. to be the first one right to 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 be tested upon this this hypothesis so ठीक है भाई मतलब जो भी है the fact so so now coming back to the coming down to the practicality the hard knock reality. If the cops come and say कि भाई ये है, the first thing that they will do is पापा से बात करो. Because frankly, mm. at the end of the day, cops they just want to extract some money out of you. Ninety nine percent of the time, right? That's the only objective that they have. And you you were mentioning about like the technicalities and then like the reality of moral policing, right? So हाँ. Hmm. So so I don't want to be the scapegoat. That's for sure. Mm. Now if I were to so if you know. Uh, Ha so if you call me up and say ki bhai this is the situation hmm. i will tell you to tell the cop this bhai sab dekho zyada se zyada to aap bhai obscene action songs mein book kar sakte ho hmm. and that's a bailable offense theek hai ji main meri girlfriend dono hum aapke sath chalenge thane aap hmm. fir kaatna hum bailable offense hai to hum jail aap de nahi sakte ho 
इमीजिएटली आप हमको जो है बेल दे दोगे उसके बाद आप अपनी छानबीन कर लेना आप कोर्ट में जाके अपनी चार्जशीट फाइल कर देना फिर हम कोर्ट में आके बोलेंगे कि जी साहब आए हम किस कर रहे थे हमारे हिसाब से तो कुछ भाई गलती है नहीं बट साहब कहते हैं कि जी ऑप्शीन एक्ट ऑप्शीन है ऑप्शीन एक्ट है तो जी पनिश कर लो अब देख लीजिएगा मेरे हिसाब से तो बन नहीं पाएगा If you say these few, now of course I've said I've given you this one statement. Right. There are these couple of keywords, and any time any client, any fellow gets into any sort of trouble, I always tell them when you use the verbiage of the police, yeah, they understand that you cannot be fucked with. Mm-hmm. They understand that you have either a legal education or you have a you know close family friend who's a lawyer. Maybe you're a lawyer yourself. You know you're not telling them, right? They're always afraid. What is the so, word again? So it's charge sheet, FIR case. Which section will be made? Yes. Roughly, right. Yes. Yeah, so you say. Hmm. Yes. So you know the section here. Ho gaya. By bailable. Hai. So biggest hmm. thing is bailable. Hai. Bailable. Hai, the jail. Jail. So we will not go. You just. We will put our own. Which side will you put? This side will you put? Like this. Yes. Just like this. And then that. ठीक है मैं श्योरिटी बुला लेता हूँ मैं श्योरिटी बुला लूंगा दो श्योरिटी एक मेरे अपने लिए एक गर्लफ्रेंड के लिए आप अपना जो है साइन करवा के छोड़ देना सर फिर जब अपनी चार्जशीट फाइल करोगे आ जाएंगे कोर्ट में आप भी गवाही दे देना हम भी गवाही दे देंगे दे देंगे हो जाएगा सर अरे भाई मैं तो सोच रहा था क्या क्या होगा तो कुछ भी नहीं हुआ सो यू नो बंच एवरी वन देर ब्रश इन विद्ड राइट Yeah. So you know, uh, for I, all I, the incredible India ads, I think you need to be exposed to this dirty side of India to understand that <laughs> this is the reality you must live in, right? Um, yeah. Which is why my American friends friends would find it absurd. Why I would laugh when Trump won because they could <laughs> not process the fact that this didn't affect me. I'm like, bitch, do you know like how many how much shit um, Indians just co- constantly uh, stop caring about? Like I don't care that you have this new president. There, there is yeah. enough shit, right? So I don't really care that you Democrats so ni re, ye ni kare. That's not my problem. I'm here to study and like move the fuck out. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so but still, I feel like with the uninitiated, when it comes to moral policing, it it can be very scary. And I've had friends who've told me that how scary it was, right? Yeah. Um, especially because I mean, we talk about the whole Delhi NCR belt. For those who don't know. the average dialect of a cop is haryanvi and that can be very intimidating for say someone who comes from a service class background or you know has has parents who who live you know relatively moderate hum decent log hain type ki zindagi right that can can really like uh instill fears in them that don't exist thankfully i've had education in that um, my community has blessed me with that to be on both uh, to be in both worlds and understand that yeah. but not everyone has that luxury now do you feel like talking to cops in their own lingo helps or and and then and then another segue from here is what can women do ah dekho ji pehle to you can there cops have two lingos one is the legal lingo hmm. the other is the haryanvi a little like you know ankut both are equally good right if you you if you go that path bhai hum to tumhare chote bhai hain tum to bhai you know bilkul right. so that also helps a lot but there you have to pay a little money as well hmm, right. right it it will not pan out if you don't pay money yeah but if you learn a couple of these legal words and then you use them with the cops it's beautiful hmm. i mean you you might want to i mean if you really want to kind of have a whole you know like power this thing you can do both you can do that thing in the haryanvi 
अरे कौन सा सेक्शन लगाओगे बताओ मतलब क्या हो अवेलेबल है क्या फर्क पड़े क्यों मतलब भाई को यू तंग कर रहे हो ियन it's it's very it's a it's a very you know right time you ask this question man oh my like two days back i'm mm. sitting in uttarakhand attending to a client call when a friend of mine calls me up cut the call and then she calls me again 30 seconds later and then i again cut the call and then i talk to my client for about 20 minutes and then i put the phone down and then i call her back and then she tells me amish mm. i was being harassed by these bunch of guys and you know what to like you know i i called you because i didn't know what else to do and i said why didn't you call the cops hmm. and she says i didn't know i i mean the first thing i thought was to call you hey hmm. the whole better call me thing um uh, she literally took it to heart and then she you know she says i don't know i didn't i didn't know what to talk to with the police about right i didn't know whether they will come or not but you know all of that so to a certain extent there is a lot of fear in good if i can controversially say this god fearing women you know women who are not so um kind of i mean when i say god fearing i i don't mean in in a in a you know, you know chastity versus otherwise kind of a thing right. i mean more about you know women who maybe have understand their rights understand how the law functions understand how these things happen right despite versus that it's still they still no, fear versus no 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 those who understand how the system works versus those who do not understand how the system works hmm. by that i mean so god fearing would be someone who is like 
who doesn't know anything about it and who doesn't want to know into know about it who mm-hmm. doesn't want to get into it right. who doesn't want to test the waters out either right mm-hmm. if a if a guy is kind of cat calling she does not want to create a scene call the cops right, right? so she then she has no yes for for them it's mm. too unpleasant and because of that they do not want to kind of get into that thing and because of that if they have to deal with the cop as a as a proposed accused person in the future they will again they will freeze up and they will just leave it to the guy right mm. Now, let's say for example uh, in let's imagine a scenario where a bunch of same if five or six girls get drunk together just like guys just like you know your average day you get drunk in the middle of the day and maybe you're smoking up a little pot as well and then mm-hmm. you know you, you the cop comes and and deals with you one thing is bhai sir i think i think with a lot of knowledge or a lot of um, content about how to deal with the cops is solely on whether you can come you can appear calm and composed or not hmm. you lose your shit like a cop will be like madam jail madam mai bulata hu lady constable ko madam right. ye mai and you know things just go bad from there and i mean it's not the end of the world you just shell out whatever money you have in your pockets and that's it but if you want to be smart about it if you want to be you know if you want to uh, be able to tackle it like a guy could right there's not much of a difference use the verbiage but when the right. woman uses the verbiage it is far more powerful than a man oh yeah verbiage because with the cops now also nowadays there is this imminent threat that they have in their mind they think ki bhai madam ji ne agar kuch dal diya na harassment harassment ka hmm. then it's a you know it's a i mean i am out here trying to do my goddamn job but then i face departmental action i face so sure. you know so, but if it's a but if it's again as i said a god fearing woman <laughs> you know then it's a problem then hmm. you know she'll be taken for a ride so hmm. um i think the the only answer is just learn the verbiage rule and i'm telling hmm. you it is in, and this is and it's not just a lawyer thing you'll be surprised uh, when you hear how many lawyers reach out to me and say bhai i got caught with my girlfriend what do i do really so, so even lawyers absolutely lawyer, so i was going to ask you i was going to ask you you know is being a lawyer a get out of jail free card in the sense because i've had uh, friends who have been lawyers who will often uh, use their lawyer card at a police check post and and speak some law and then get away but it is surprising that you say that now so you know the lawyers the lawyer friends i'm assuming most likely are ones who actually practice law hmm. and and do not you know it's not that they are lawyers who go and maybe go for a corporate law job or something like that right um that's definitely one aspect the other is you know i mean ek hota hai bada simple sa hai ki bhai dekho vakeel hain dekh lo ji and if you're not cocky about it if you get cocky they will take you down right hmm. but if you're not cocky about it but you're respectful but you have this thing like you know like we're and we're brothers you know right we're both Milke kind of custodians khate. of the law milke khate <laughs> forget about forget about custodians of the law it's more about milke khana peena that's the that, that's how you right when i go to the cop right i like oh my god i can't even talk about this this stuff i cannot talk about but let's yeah. just say that the whole concept is milke khate hain bhai samjha karo bhai biradari ki baat hai milke khane wale log hain humko nahi tang karte that's how hmm. you go about it you don't go right. about it saying ki custodians of the law ya you know kanoon ke rakhwale power rangers yeah, i'm sure that naivety was also washed out of you the moment you walked into a police station the first time when you were younger you know uh ha yaar matlab bahut jaldi ho jata hai you see other people you see you know things around you you hmm. see you see how others deal with the police all the time and and then you just you know you you do it kabhi kai baar to maine bhi yaar mark maine muh pe khai hai maine matlab you know i've i've learned it the hard way 
if you do not deal with the police the way they are supposed to be dealt with you hmm. will suffer the consequences hmm. right yeah amish yeah. i've had numerous brushes with the law nothing serious usually having to do with um you know being in a car or speeding something something along those lines right and then i've had to go to the police station various talkies for different things again nothing too serious um and so i've had what you would say a very i think it's it's it works in my favor because i know more than most i i understand the lingo of cops i will have no shame in saying that i have even bribed them on occasion when when it has helped me um i hope this doesn't get me in trouble um no no right no, i i must mention over here don't bribe kids do not bribe it's a really bad thing to do yeah 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 i i can't sleep at night because i often think about the one time i bribed a cop as a 17 year old um <laughs> which was again strange but like for people who haven't had an acquaintance with the legalities of the country police stations court rooms even being the victim of a crime or the perpetrator of a crime or just being someone who is a bystander the whole process of being charged going to the police station um getting a legal summon all of those things can be very very frightening and and apprehensive right and if i were to not mince my words i don't think since lawyers are so uh, focused on the nitty gritties making sure that that the sort of client maybe doesn't get the padded pampering that they maybe need to sort of segue smoothly into the system that they've never been acquainted with what are some ways into in which you can maybe help yourself um become aware about the way laws work in india and what can you do if if maybe you get a legal summon or you're you know made an accused in a case or you want to accuse someone in a case hmm agar basic principles ki baat kare to lot of people ask me why is there a book that i can read to you hmm. know understand the basic laws of the country uh very difficult to answer yeah and that's what i've been trying to do for the past one and a half years with over i think 130 videos on youtube hmm. is exact same thing trying to tackle no, different angles yeah hmm. and i in fact i i think sometimes i kind of just say talk about the same stuff again and again and again but from slightly different perspectives every single time new hmm. case new client new situation so now the new spin on it but um some of the things you should know about very difficult to talk about yaar hmm. it's just like you know hmm. so okay couple of things that you've not really heard about which definitely you should be knowing about is Please. something um you know one aspect is one one major difference that i talked about just 5 minutes back uh, as well is the difference between bailable and non bailable offenses right correct a huge part of our lives we fear the police because we think that we will be thrown into jail and then uske baad kya karna ho to pata hi nahi hai bhai right so i'll give you this example this friend of mine he wrote this kora post about 7 eight years ago about how he asked out a girl in a hospital that he was he went to with his mother Hmm. and he saw a doctor over there he thought she was cute so he went and went up to her and said uh, would you like to grab a cup of coffee with me hmm. and then the girl uh, calls the the her su- supervisor supervisor calls the cops and also her husband cops come and arrest him her husband comes and slaps him just for saying this 
right? Mm. And then he writes in this Quora post, um, which got thousands, hundreds of thousands of views, upvotes, God knows, like very, very like blew up. This guy and and he made it. He made it a completely anonymous um, post, and this was around, I think, around seven or eight or nine years ago that he did this. He said that I was slapped by her husband. I was taken by the police. I was locked up in jail, and then my family had to arrange for this very very expensive lawyer to get me out of jail. Okay, and that was his ordeal that he talked about, and. you know so he told me that this is the kora post and then i read it and then i called him back and said panchot what the fuck did you take i mean what the fuck did you write and he said what what's wrong i said dude the maximum she could have you know hurled as an allegation against you worst case scenario in this kind of a situation would be sexual harassment which is punishable under section 354a of the indian penal code which is a bailable offence Mm. which means that the police cannot put you behind bars as a matter of right a bailable offense means that the moment the police so the police actually in a in a bailable offense they just arrest you on paper so they say i you know so and so police officer place mr vinamra kasana on arrest and because it's a bailable offense i release him mm. on his tendering a surety so surety ka matlab ek dost aake bolta ha i give the undertaking that when vinamra is called by the police or by the court i guarantee that he will definitely come if he does not come then i will give then i will be liable to forfeit a sum of rupees 20000 just then paise bhi nahi dene so it's as simple as that and the guy and this is you know this is a crazy crazy thing people all across the country they they face this nightmare where they will you know they will be the police will say aaj thane chal and then they'll say band karenge band karenge band karenge but they don't do it they'll just like you know make you sit there and this abhi dal rahe or maybe they'll even throw you inside that little lock up thing that they have mm. why to coerce you your family to cough up money and then the family calls up a lawyer who will say oh this is a big deal like you know mujhe baat karni padegi setting karni padegi kitna paisa lagega bhai wo police wala keh raha hai 2 lakh rupees chalo meri fees 50000 rupees police wala keh raha hai this is very well to do guy right police acha i'm assuming right maine i did not ask him because but this is actually how it happens right right जी पुलिस वाले कह रहे हैं दो लाख रुपए ठीक है मेरी फीस होगी पचास हजार रुपए ठीक है जी ढाई लाख रुपए लाके दिए पुलिस वाले को जाके बोला सर ये रखो लाख रुपए मैं करवा रहा हूँ इसको खत्म करवाओ सो द लॉयर पॉकेट वन पॉइंट फाइव लाख रुपीज द कॉप पॉकेट्स अ लाख रुपीज एंड देन द मैन इज रिलीज फ्रॉम जेल विच एनी वेज दे के नॉट होल्ड हिम श्योर इज अफाइंग राइट हॉरिफाइंग एंड पीपल डू इट ऑल द फकिंग टाइम ठीक है उटरफाइडिया you will leave comments and you will tell 10 people that amish is a bad lawyer and amish agarwal cannot have that i mean if you're signing mm-hmm. on as a client of course you're paying the initial like you know decent sum of money sure. that means you are my responsibility now no matter what like you are like my you like a part of me now and mm-hmm. and i need to ensure that no matter what even if we lose you never have to you you can never i can i don't want to give you an excuse to say ki bhai you know amish agarwal ne yaar kara nahi 
that's like one one major major thing for me right. um what were we talking about i can we were talking about the general principles you can equip yourself with taki jo ye pura law wala experience so no matter yes. what the, no matter what the circumstance um irrespective whether it's a harassment case or even like you you know you beat your neighbor up mercilessly or maybe you know you were not able to save someone from an accident that happened on the road and hence you are now being put to um, you know the police by by the family so on and so forth and i think you gave a sufficient answer is um understand the difference between available and non available first realize ki tumhare ko kis cheez ke upar pakda bhi ja raha because that's what the police has right they they have a responsibility to tell you ki you're being caught for this and this act and then again you know i mean of course by law they have a duty but they will not do it and what can you do right mm-hmm. you can ask what can you do can you not ask you ask and they not respond what will you do it's not that they record see it's a very you know us may you see these americans think follow the law and you know because there are there are recording devices nowadays there are witnesses and those witnesses are taking taken very very seriously at the very beginning the mm. problem with this goddamn country especially when it comes to criminal law is that the whole investigation is matlab samarpit to the police officer okay. and he can play around with it to whatever extent he wants and you can have a say in some occasions and of course if you have a decent lawyer they can kind of push the court immediately but that's something that very few lawyers hound handful of lawyers do so that again becomes a problem but anyways one more thing that i definitely think people should be aware of is the fact that a lot of times one was available versus not available if i had to talk about another thing right super like you know i mean people don't know at all right hmm. when they say you know i can sue you right what does that mean sue you means filing a civil suit hmm. right so literally anything under the sun i can file a civil suit for against my fellow man so a lot of times people say by you know um the my my neighbor built so this is this is one one question that a person had my neighbor built air conditioners facing my house now my house heats up in the summers double so because a of the because of the sun and then because of the heat of the air conditioners right i have called the police and they don't do anything what do i do of course if you bribe the police they'll say hatao isko nahi to tod tar ke fek denge what are you going to do but a lot of times the police are also circumspect in in those, right. those aspects I, but yeah what you can do is a civil suit now you go to your local uh you know district judge or your civil judge you put in your civil suit saying abc is doing this to my property and the mm-hmm. court will summon that person he will have to give his reply spend money on a lawyer by the way <laughs> file their reply mm-hmm. then it will be contested and the court will say all right this man over here has a right to peaceful enjoyment of his property and therefore we direct that the person remove the air conditioners or modify them in such a way that the heat thing is taken care of mm. a lot of things like this there there is there is loud noise by the neighbors there is um, you know small disputes of a uh, hundred sort but people always think by police ko phone milao because that's the only thing they think of civil mm. suits are um, like very very powerful and a lot of occasions you you know you file your criminal case or fir register ho jata hai and then you have this false sense of security that something is happening in my case yeah. and i have to tell each and every person who contacts me for this and i have to tell them that this is not enough like until, until you, know, you grease the wheels in that criminal suit it isn't going to happen yeah the civil suit yes yeah, the civil suit so even if you have a criminal case for example 
I have this uh, I have this client who's uh, against whom the allegation was that the you know the uh, that he forged the signature of the person from whom he purchased the property. Hmm. That was not the case, but that complaint was filed in somewhere in two thousand five, and FIRs was registered. Now charge sheet, bloody you know one of those uh, off Delhi you know NCR regions. The it's been sixteen years. Nothing has come out of it. The complainant has died. His signature was was purpose like uh, purportedly forged, and nothing remains now. But what that person should have done was to have you know challenged the sale deed in the in the civil court. Barring that, he could have said, "Ki chalo, theek hai, maybe not by this sale deed, by some other virtue, I was the owner of the land, whatever." Kuch to karta, ab kuch nahi kiya. Dosri side ne. Now I told my client. I let the criminal case get over, which will it will get over because the forgery case will also be defeated because the person who filed the complaint is dead. Mm. How you have to come to court, you have to give your testimony as to forgery and whatnot, and वो नहीं हो सकता in in this case right now. You 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 will get that acquittal, but now they cannot do anything about the civil suit either. Civil suit में even a dead person they could have come and you know their their family could have come given proof all of that, but now it's like mm. I mean the the client has a short short victory, right? I want yeah I want to talk about the NDPS act yeah. and um there is a friend who I will not name in fact I will use this term called swim which is a rather popular term on uh, several of the substances forums under which which fall under NDPS where they use this term called swim someone who is in me so I will say swim was with a bunch of friends at in his teens and swim like many other teens had procured marijuana and swim enjoying the culture in delhi and whatever little uh, stereotypical shiva worship believed that marijuana held you know the the keys to divinity creativity whatever or just another way to get high while swim was a kid he was parked in a car with his friends and he had some paraphernalia on him a cop you know usually the sort of cop that does the evening beat right comes figures out that swim and a bunch of other relatively rich kids which is often the case in these circumstances sure um are in possession of this thing and the cop uses several methods along the lines of i know who your parents are number 1 do you know what the ndps act is number 2 number 3 do you understand i'm an educated man and i can put you in jail right something along those lines and so then the cop plays a guessing contest do you know what the ndps act is and swim clever as he is says narcotics drugs the cop got so impressed uh that he eventually let the friends off on a 5000 rupee bail a 5000 rupee bribe um which is surprising considering the the marijuana that swim and his friends were smoking were were of completely shit quality um mm. but this little iq moment uh was a revelation for swim into how simple guesswork about what the fuck these kids will be charged about is enough to at least strike a dialogue with the cop but swim's friends one of swim's friends had other ideas swim's friend believed that he was being wronged and so he started shouting back at the cop terrible strategy so swim and his friends who had seen many elders um you know understand the lingo of cops Try to calm down his friend. Eventually, you know, the five thousand rupees were paid. Everyone went home and were like, "Wow, what a day!" Um, all of that. But Swim did not learn his lesson. 
and this continued to happen for many many years across uh, delhi ncr of being caught by cops paying bribes uh, trying to hide paraphernalia and all of that i don't know if the recent stuff that is happening with sushant singh rajput and the crackdown on uh, people who use narcotics in bollywood right um, is maybe the reason why this the enforcing of this law has become so stringent but maybe what are the ways to understand this number one to bypass it and see where you were actually guilty and then third like i guess you could comment on like the general state of why this is a pointless law if at all you believe that um i have some very uh, you know i would like to think i have dealt with narcotics laws to quite a quite an extent i almost uh, with a dedicated focus i practiced it for about 3 years while hmm. i was working with the prosecutor uncle um but there was a little bit of a difference we used to do you know big quantities for hmm. the the big departments including the ncb right so um i have always seen it from the cartel and the the dealers and smugglers right that that whole yes right so that kind of a, this thing right never yeah. from personal consumption um uh personal consumption is so it's always been you know instances of people like swim and hmm. helping them navigate the waters from time to time right there have been a couple of occasions where i know a couple of swims who were arrested charged but let me say this swim hmm. did the right thing narcotics laws of this country are so draconianly strong hmm. that and there has to be a distinction between perhaps you know some young kid uh, you know uh, having possessing some for personal consumption versus a hardcore drug dealer who you know sells this by like the kilo hmm. there has to be a distinction there is none a lot of people have this uh, notion and that too i think influenced from hollywood movies that hmm. you know personal consumption it is not illegal or maybe there is a fine the harsh reality is till i think 2012 or 13 it was 6 months of imprisonment for personal for possessing person even the slightest bit hmm. now i think 2013 14 1 2 sab bhai uske baad they made it one year minimum sentence hmm. for no sorry they made it up to one year So mm. it could be it could be less but up to one year uh, they have stretched it out for even possession as well possession consumption you know anything at all and the uh, the larger quantities there are occasions commercial quantities they say minimum 10 years of imprisonment and uh, if it's a repeat then it if it's a repeat offense uh, you could also be punished with death hmm. so really uh, is there section 31 31 is something like that so of the ntps act mm. uh and but you know what's interesting because you you asked me what is like you know what are my thoughts and how did this whole thing come to be mm. very interesting because the us ironically yeah i'm aware, yeah, aware of the whole like hippie phase where they decided that uh you were supposed to you know schedule certain drugs that were being consumed in voracious quantities by the hippies and then every country followed suit Yes. And the US repl- the US decriminalized most drugs but most countries did not. Yes, that's precisely the the whole story. Around 1980s they had these conventions, they forced India's hand where before this as far as I understand it cannabis was quite acceptable hmm. to a huge extent. 
Hmm. But once this thing came into being, you know, and the irony is, there there are lawyers who prosecute people for possession of narcotics or for you know dealing or whatever, and then they come back and then you know they take a drag of their own. It's very very ironic. really really yes yes absolutely. And this is I mean you know this is again one of those things where you know you can. you can castigate a person for doing something which you yourself do on on several occasions right right um yeah i mean it's it's always there like you know there's there's no this thing there are always these double standards right i often find you know judges preaching morality and when i look at the face of the man i i i wonder all sorts of like you know what sort of depravity floats through his mind <laughs> for which he's trying to make an excuse and you know trying to justify yeah. his his you know, he's trying to compensate mm-hmm. for his deep dark thoughts by by putting up a uh, you know like nice purity picture yeah mm-hmm. i remember you know seeing this judge flirt with his intern and then go to his dais and then preach morality about men who are perverse mm. and his words were perversity multiplies with age because the 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 person seeking bail said my lord he is 50 years old the allegation of molestation or harassment or something my lord he is 50 mm. years old for god's sake why can he not be let out on bail so the judge says you know perversity multiplies with age the older you are the more you know, uh, perverse you get right and then i said very apt bhai sir matlab i just saw you hit on your you know intern 40 years younger than you are yeah. <laughs> and you're saying this fantastic yeah it wasn't it osho who said that every time i meet a prostitute she wants to talk about god and every time i meet a priest he wants to talk about sex <laughs> so i i sure, think man. it's this it's this uh, image that that's why I, you know i i've have had so much fun doing this conversation with you because the more um posturing you do the more people can poke holes in your persona and when that leaks out it's it's strategy better to accept your flaws and and you know um humbly submit your own humanness your own malice and and present that i think that allows for a more honest conversation about who we really are as opposed to pretending to be the because the cost of trying to portray an image wears you out you will lash out in ways that are completely antithetical to the person you present because constantly tumhe consistent rehnas reality ke sath ki main to judge hu ya main to lawyer hu so i feel like yeah. whatever playfulness or even political incorrectness that you bring to the conversation is a welcome respite from all the prosaic archaic style of of lawyers that i've seen in my own life personally So sure, man it's a, it's a pleasure and, and it's only because you were able to get it out of me right like you you asked these meaty questions and that kind of inspired me to to come out and speak this which i have never spoken anywhere else to be honest these are you know these are um conversations you have you know behind closed doors with a peg in your hand yeah and and you know we are we are out i hope you don't tell me to edit shit after this though no no i am cool i i don't really you know itna banta hai उट दिचुएशन बट 
I will tell you about this very interesting situation that I came across with a friend of mine, hmm. which I think is very, uh, you know, kind of is generally important to know, uh, to deal with the cops in general as well. This is another aspect. Very interesting story as well. This fellow I met uh, several years ago. He called me up one random day. Says, "Bhai sir, Noida pe mere ghar pe police aati hai because I used to, you know, use like a." musician so he would create a lot of noise in his house and the neighbors would complain so the police showed up one day and vaise bhi matlab you know looked like one of those general stoner kind of guys because they sure. do smoke up the entire time and so um, the police show up they they crash his house so he's yeah. alone in this big house yeah. all by himself the police show up they they find his big bag of weed and mm. then he tells me ki bhai you know the police caught me with my big bag of weed what do i do and i said and i asked him bhai how are you talking to me on the phone then if the police caught you with the big bag of weed because the first thing they'll do is they'll confiscate your phone they'll arrest you they'll whisk you off to the police station you'll be in custody and you'll have perhaps some relative or some you know friend yeah. calling me up or some other lawyer up and saying sure he said no no matlab you know they have proof i'm like what are you talking about he says so actually what happened was the police busted my door they came inside they 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 found my stash i apologized they said all right so they you know just as a penance and of course to enforce it as well they made me hold up my bag of weed and then they recorded a video of me saying yes this is my bag of weed <laughs> and i apologize for you know consuming marijuana and i understand that it is illegal and i'm sorry for this and they made a video about it so have they they have proof i'm like okay go on hmm. he's like you know then they then they left and then they said that you have to give no so they took like 4 5000 from him and then they um, left and they said that we'll come back for more and so they said and and they left and they said we might come to arrest you we'll see hmm. and i say okay so what what happened to the the bag of weed did they take it with them did they he said no i mean i have it with me he said what the fuck is wrong with you like you know so very weird situation the the context being that i explained to him then that if you are arrested or if you are to be arrested in the future say for example in a situation like this the cops definitely do not have any intention of arresting you right just i mean you know i i uh, so he should have you hmm. know flushed that bag down the the toilet and then forget about it so he said like what can i do i said the, the cops can't do anything because there is no seizure there is no there is no recovery there is no mess for them right that's yes, it yes absolutely um so yeah i mean they, they, and they did not want to prosecute the guy they won't get any money it's hundreds of hours of paperwork it's going to court and testifying hmm. you know a bunch of things so they don't want to get into it either on most occasions they just want to kind of you know take their little thing and bounce off so he asked can they do anything i said no they cannot because there has to be you know there has to be recovery there has to be seizure there has to be you know you being placed under arrest all of those things have to happen and now that happened so nothing can happen to you if that kind of a thing is there right so for example say you know someone was smoking a doobie and then they throw it away and then the cops say oh we'll do a blood test i have never seen any cop do a blood test because you know now i'm not not i'm not sure why but i'm sure that there must be some sort of jurisprudence on the fact that yeah. there is always plausible deniability i had some food which had some poppy seeds that is why there is thc showing in my blood because just a positive report for tsc in my mind will not qualify as uh you know as a degree of proof enough to convict a person sure 
for consumption of marijuana and that is why there is always recovery as well mm. when it's small amounts i have had clients i have prosecuted a lot of people who were cartel kings or maybe the masterminds and then on the basis of the uh the the statements of their co-accused persons they are arrested but that's a whole different story that's right. not that's like purely criminal this is people towing the line of what is legally acceptable for a little bit of for the like higher consciousness let's just say that for the lack of better word. again i i say this to you and i say this to all the viewers over here do not think that you know the smallest amount you can you know you can get away with it because no you there can. have been people there have been people and I, and i and i say it because there have been people from time to time who just for possession of a small joint have been arrested hmm. and they have been prosecuted hmm. but you know hopefully i mean i've i've just gone to that extent i've never seen a person being convicted till now hmm. i don't know you know because i didn't follow up those cases i've never had a case like that myself uh you know where the person was prosecuted under the ndps act for possession of a small right joint. but it is but it's entirely possible you know, right it is very very possible so that's something that you have to be careful about Mm. now um what else say for example if if you are at a party and then you know people are you know it's one of those kind of parties where people are riling up and you know they they consuming go, many kinds of drugs not just marijuana yes. hmm. so and and the police raid that kind of a thing right i think the first thing that you would want to do is kind of distance yourself from that from that you know setting to the best possible ability and just get you know i mean if someone say handed over a packet to you and say just like keep it you know keep it on you it's like this that that's like you know that's also some that's evidence very very basic stuff that you know you could mm. perhaps want to um but yeah. of, of course see all of this is is preventive this thing right as a as a remedy of course when you go to court the a conviction under the narcotics drugs and psychotropic substances act those proof the the strictness of proof is very very high so you've mm-hmm. got all sorts of very very competent defense counsels ready to get you off but at what cost a lakhs of rupees second you know a lot of time spent in jail sometimes you do get bail but bail getting bail is also very very difficult right. in fact if i commit murder the it is it is easier for me to get bail than mm-hmm. if i am caught with commercial quantities of a contraband it is mm-hmm. it is that and if you think about it murdering somebody versus what people a lot of people argue is a victimless crime right you've got you've it's more difficult although the the sentence for uh, murder is higher uh, it's definitely yeah. higher it's life sentence but this carries minimum 10 years for commercial quantities hmm. yeah i think i think whatever you say makes makes just sense to me i wanted to make sure that our audience also gets that because Uh, I've already told you about my unique history um, around uh, understanding all of these things, having to do with belonging to a specific community, which just allows more access to all of this law, all of that. In fact, this is a funny incident. I remember going to um, a land deal of some kind at a tehsil, and one of the parties could not come. And when I asked why, they said, "Well, his son murdered someone and today is his trial." Oh, <laughs> and, and so what I saw is lines of logan bola. Oh, as if it is a very matter-of-fact thing to say. and and yeah. so so i i've definitely seen how it's it's rather funny to say and you know it might offend some people but like i've the one crime i've seen most people be content and comfortable with at least around the circles that i've seen from the distance is murder badi strange baat hai haath pair todna maar dena ek ek sadharan baat mereko lagti hai in circles ke andar uh, aur bhi koi crimes ka i don't know but khair 
you know without uh, revealing too many names or going into the details of like why that even happened but it's a very it's a very mm. interesting thing that now that you talk about it right mm. and and let me tell you this a lot of things we might feel are are not you know maybe maybe they're a part part of the common theme of the country mm. that's not the case this is more mm. of this little north indian little belt of course that we have. of course i'm aware couple of, of the communities and it's it's a way of life right it's a way of life ki bhai karna hai i have a lot of clients of course i love these kind of people myself right it's like one after the other murder like 302 fir 302 fir 302 it's you know it's 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 good to to fight 302 matters but it it's, it's of course you know there's a lot of emotional baggage there is a ton mm. of paperwork there's a ton of research of course all of that you have to do mm. but it's it's also very fascinating for me as well like they'll say ki ha bhai chalo theek hai kisi bhi tarah se bail dilwa do bas taki fir wapas hum aake जो करना है वो कर सके कर सके इट्स अ वेरी बट बट इट्स आई मीन आई आई गेस इट्स इट्स आल्सो अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ अ नेसेसिटी इफ यू थिंक अबाउट इट राइट यू्व गॉट अम यू्व गॉट दीस पीपल हु हैव नो अदर वे टू फेंड फॉर देमसेल्व्स दे हैव ट्राइड गोइंग टू द पुलिस देयर देयर रिलेटिव्स हैव देयर फ्रेंड्स हैव एंड दे हैव ऑलवेज सीन नो रिजल्ट्स एंड सो दे से दैट दिस इज द ओनली दिस इज द वे ऑफ लाइफ ओवर हियर देयर इज नथिंग एल्स दैट वी कैन डू right mm. and they say ki chalo theek hai you know kisi ko maar ke andar jail jao that is better than khud mar jao right and i think mm. to a little extent i can kind of get where they are coming from because i've seen um you know if you if you step out of the comforts and you know of of your this thing when it comes to the the hinterlands here in north india yeah huh? and in fact you know so that whole the ease of murder is is very common only in like the in in the you know the delhi up punjab haryana thing but even otherwise the entire goddamn country corruption uh, a failed justice system you know people going to jail for no reason people you know guilty people staying out of jail it's a way of life so mm. for a lot of them they choose to stay out of court and you know i sometimes feel when i make these videos talking about what you should do here and there and you know we are here talking about all of this stuff right you know a lot of times and as you mentioned right when when you are making out with your girlfriend in a car and then there are bunch of panchayati people with sticks and torches standing outside the gate you're not going to be thinking about the law or what is right or wrong you're going to be thinking about how to save your ass basic right? animal instinct yes and yeah. and kabhi kabhi i feel that you know whatever i'm talking about is just a privileged asshole you know barking of his you know high horse addressing this small niche audience of privileged kids with good education who are able to understand the english language and you know and they can kind of go around doing these things but a lot of these people you know i have i have i mean i practice in delhi so i have mm-hmm. cases from all over the country coming in and a lot of these up punjab haryana murder cases they're all just like you know hona hi hai aur kya kar sakte hain matlab iske paas jayenge so um, very very sad state of affairs i i feel a mm. uh, solution i think would be only and only education but then again that's a conversation for perhaps some other day right now i definitely want to have you on for another one and definitely on the hindi channel as well where a lot of the things that we've had to um, articulate in the english language can then be bypassed and or hindi ke andar hum log fir seedhi baat kar payenge about the real state of affairs right and that could sure. best be done uh, in person cuz i have a studio here in faridabad so you know maybe one day we can come and we can do that that yeah, should be dude, fun i'll i'll come down it'll be it'll be a lot of mm-hmm. fun 
इन पर्सन वो कर लेंगे इसके बियॉन्ड टू सॉर्ट ऑफ एन थिंग्स ऑफ आई आई हैव टू से कपल ऑफ थिंग्स ठीक है एंड यू डोंट हैव टू कॉम्प्लीमेंट मी बैक बिकॉज वी डन दैट कपल ऑफ टाइम्स इन दिस पॉडकास्ट बट आई लाइक हाउ आई लाइक हाउ यू आर एबल टू स्पेकुलेट in domains and enter domains that most people would not be comfortable with right like it's the narrow straight line that you've now avoided and you are in these domains where even you know ki there is imposter syndrome right with the videos that you make which is which is fine which is the cost of doing something that is beyond your limits and i really appreciate you for that number one um number two are there maybe like is there a is there a message that you would want on a billboard right what i would 30 years of life have taught you do this right or or this specific quote or this this understanding that you would want on a big billboard that says you know this is from avish agarwala or i'm far too immature to be able to sum up my you know life lessons because i think yeah. maybe I'm like not even lesson whatever ah uh, reason would be you know do you first right mm. that's been matlab you've got laws you've got the system you've got the nation you've got your patriotism do you that's like take care of yourself first and then you can think about uh, mm-hmm. the country yeah and i think this this attitude that we first briefly just upon about like newer indians figuring out that directness and a little bit of like self care like attendance toward me will make sure that everyone else gets feeded i think this sacrificial idea of i am here for my family but i will do nothing for myself is great worked but i do not think it will work in the future so so i mean kudos to you for that man and um amish thank you for being on this podcast it's been a crazy two hour whirlwind of a ride i had a bunch of notes and themes that we just diverged from um and yeah. went full full force at it so thank you my goodness dude i'm going to share this link with my friends and like you know the on social media and Oh my god this was this was amazing dude i had a lot of fun and i'm really hoping that you know we do this again sometime and i'll think of something new something crazier hmm. which we can kind of talk about and yeah. you know yeah i think we should talk in hindi i'll send you my hindi channel you will appreciate ki wahan pe jis level ki main lack of filter mein deliver kar pata hu the english language is not allowed for that um, hmm. you know so yeah, so we, sure. can, we can definitely get in that but um it's been a pleasure